Welcome to the Addison Free Will Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Here you can find sermons from our Sunday and Wednesday night services. You can find more information about the ministry of Addison FWB Church on our website, addisonfwbchurch.org. Tonight's sermon is from Matt Smith, preaching Follow Me from John chapter 21, verses 14 through 19. Real familiar scripture over in the book of John, chapter 21. We're going to start about verse 14. Real familiar scripture. John, chapter 21, verse 14. It says, This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he has risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon, Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said unto him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. He said unto him the third time, son, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hand, and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, Follow me. And the text tonight is, Follow me. You may be seated. That's who we need to follow. See, Peter, he he didn't like it because the Lord asked him three times, but... Now, the Bible don't say why he asked him three times, but I often think that maybe it's because he denied him three times. I think he did that for Peter, but that really is not the message tonight. Peter's not the message tonight. Jesus Christ is the message. Tell you what he said, follow me. See, people get their eyes off the Lord, and I tell you what, the first thing you know, they quit church because somebody offended them in some way. Maybe you didn't wave at them. Maybe you didn't send them a card. Maybe you didn't tell them happy birthday. Whatever the reason might be. Anytime you get your focus off Jesus, you're out of his will. Because it's all about him. It's not about me. And it's not about you tonight. Over in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 12 says, This then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. See, if you're following Jesus, if you give your heart to the Lord, you come out of the world. He said, Come out from among them and be a separate people, saith the Lord. See, Jesus is the light of the world, but He said, I'm going away. And now you're going to be the light. You're going to be the, who the people, who the lost is looking at. Whenever we go through something, they're looking to see how bright your light's shining. How bright my light's shining. To where we go when we're in trouble. 
You know, the world, they go, they go to the bottle of liquor, or they go to the bottle of pills, they go to wherever they want to go to, but a child of God, the first place they ought to go to is the Word of God. He's the answer to whatever our problems are. You know, what? like you said, we don't like to ask the Lord for anything for ourselves. I'm the same way. Because I always figure somebody else needs it just a little bit more than what I need. Their problems are less a little bit more important to God than what mine is. But that God says, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you and me. He wants us to give him all our problems. You know what the problems are? Sometimes we think our problems are too little to bother God with. Now, I'm just talking about myself. That, you know, he's got other people, other more important things to do. But God wants us to cast all of them upon him. You know, my kids, I want them to ask me anything they want to ask. There's nothing too little. There's nothing too big. God's the same way. God loves us. Tell you what, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Tell you what, when you come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you come out of darkness into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. Praise his name. But how do you know? Because you love a brother. See the things I used to like to do? I don't want to do them anymore. Old things become new. Old things pass away. The old things that you used to do before you become a child of God, those things you don't do no more, there's a good sign that you pass from death unto life. Because you love the brother for one thing, but then them old things that you used to do, you don't want to do anymore. And behold, all things are new. You know why they're new? Because you're new. Because I'm new. I know when I got right with God, I knew today that my burden lifted up that I, the old man was dead. People a lot of times, you know, my old buddies, they would try to raise that old man back up. And I say, let him rest in peace. He's not coming back. I done made my mind up. You know, you don't have you don't have to like me. You don't have to care nothing about me. All I know is Jesus Christ loves me. And I know that He He gave His life for me. So whenever I'm having a bad day, I try to look to Calvary. And I try to see my Lord walking all the way to Calvary, beating half to death. I believe he was having a bad day. But I tell you what, he said, he figured it was a good day to die for all of his friends, Amen. to give his life so that we can have salvation. It was a good day for us. It was a good day for God. Even though he gave his son his son gave his life. Tell you what, there's a great price paid that we can have this salvation. That's why I say we need to follow him. Don't follow nobody else. Don't follow the Pope. Don't follow Billy Graham. Don't follow nobody else but Jesus Christ and nothing else. Tell you what, people will let you down. 
You'll see, you follow somebody around. Somebody told me one time, said, I'll just follow you around. And I know you'll make a mistake somewhere. I said, well, you don't have to follow me very far. I said, I'll mess up all the time. I said, but that ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm getting to heaven because he's good. I ain't no good. My righteous filthy rags in the eyes of God. I tell you what, I'm not getting there because I'm good. I'm getting there because he's good. On his righteousness. Like Brother Earl was saying, he said that he didn't feel like he asked that he was worthy to be healed. And I say no. Ain't none of us worthy of it. But through God's mercy, through God's grace, we're worthy. That's what it's all about, God's grace. Tell you what, we got grace in the eyes of God, just like Noah did. He found grace, and we found grace in Jesus Christ. So we don't get what we deserve, which is a lake of fire. And we do get what we don't deserve, which is heaven. That's God's mercy. That's God's grace. That's why I'm following him. Because I tell you what, he, like Laura said, Brother Rick always said, the proof is in the pudding. I tell you what, if you go over there and you'll find that tomb, let me tell you what, it's empty. It was only used for three days. Slightly used. Three days. And now it's empty. And I tell you what, there ain't no body over there. He's in heaven on the right hand side of the Father making intercession for you and me. So I say I'll just follow him. Because everything he's ever said has come true. Everything you read in the Bible the Lord said was going to happen somewhere in the Bible when it says, and it came to pass. One of these days, them angels said, you men in Galilee, why are you standing gazing? This same Jesus, as you see go away, is coming back in like manner. And one of these days, somebody's going to say, and it came to pass. The Lord came back in the same likeness as he went away and called his church and they're all went to heaven. I don't know how the world is going to explain it. But they'll come up with some kind of a lie. That's usually what they do. Come up with some way of trying to justify it to so make people think it's all right. To just keep on living the way you're living. But I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow him. And right over in John chapter 12 verse 26. in the red letters says if any man serve me let him follow me and where I am there shall also my servant be if any man serve me him will my father honor tell you what I'm going to get honor from God because I tell you what I'm going to do I'm going to follow Jesus where he is there I can be also you know, people say, and I've heard people say it, you know, God's got a special place for, you don't go to heaven, you go to this place in between it and all this, but 
That's what I like about the good old King James Version. It don't say nothing about that. It says there's a heaven and there's a hell. And everybody's going to go to one of them two places. There's two roads. There's a wide road that leads to destruction. And there's a straight and narrow road that leads to life everlasting. That's the two roads. And there's two destinations. And it's up to you what destination you choose. You can go on that straight and narrow road and end up in heaven that where the Lord is. You may be there also. Or you can get on that wide road and just keep going the way that you're going right now and just doing all the things that you want to do that pleases that flesh. And I tell you, one day you'll wake up in a lake of fire. Yep. You've heard people say, I've said it myself, that we're going to spend eternity. We're not going to spend it. You take a $100 bill out here, you break it somewhere, get some gas, they give you a little change. Go down and get you something to eat, they probably will take the rest of it. It's gone. You done spent it. But when you leave this world, when you close your eyes in death, and you go to heaven or you go to hell, you're going to be there for eternity. No end. There's going to be no end to it. I tell you, we can't comprehend it, not having no end to it, because everything we know, you know, daylight, then it gets dark. Hours, seconds, months, years. And I tell you what, decades and all this. But I tell you what, there will be no end to eternity. So why in the world would anybody want to spend their time in hell? A place we are never going to get out of. You're going to be there forever and ever. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't comprehend it. All I know is, that's why I got saved. So I can go to heaven. So I can escape that place called hell. Hell's a real place. You know, people, you know, people out here in the world, they, they believe there's a heaven. But nobody believes there's a hell. Because they can live any way they want. Somebody leaves, dies, they'll say, well, they're better off. Let me tell you, if you're not born again, and you leave this world lost, you're not better off. If you leave this world lost, this world we live in is the end of heaven that you're going to see. And if you leave this world saved, this world is the only hell that you're going to see. That's the good news. All we got to do is follow Jesus. Because I tell you what, he's the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to heaven but through and by him. There's, the people have tried to find another way, but there is no other way. You can't get there by being good. You can't get there by, like, you know, helping the, law, helping the people along the road, feeding the hungry. I mean, all that's good, but it's not going to get you to heaven. I believe we ought to help people. But you must be born again if you want to go to heaven. Follow Jesus. Over in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 says, For even here unto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps.
We should follow his steps. Don't follow mine. I'm not going to follow yours. I'm not going to follow the Pope. I'm going to follow Jesus. He is our example. What did he do? He went around doing good wherever he went. I mean, he helped, he helped feed people that was hungry. He fed thousands of people. Tell you what, he touched the blinded eyes. He helped the sick. He done everything that he can do to help people everywhere he went. The Bible says that if everything was written down that Jesus did, the world itself could not contain it. The whole world that we live in, all the things that the Lord did in about 33 and a half years, the whole world couldn't contain all the good things that our Lord, our example, our, sir, our master today, our good shepherd today, not the good in the world could not contain everything that he did for everybody. All the good. I read that and I, I tell you what, that just blows my mind. To know that our Lord went around doing good wherever he went. Even where he wasn't welcome. You know, I go somewhere and someone says, you ain't welcome. I said, See ya. I'm leaving. Because I don't want to be nowhere I'm not welcome. But the Lord didn't care. He went anyway. We need to follow him. He went doing good. When he went over there, when he went over there and touched a crazy man and healed him, he told him to go to his house and tell him all the good things that the Lord has done for him. And then went, just, they didn't want him there. They told Jesus to get on out of town. But when he came back, they had people lined up waiting to be healed. Because they knew what happened to the crazy man that nobody could do anything with. That the Lord touched him. Just like he did me, just like he did you, he's no respect as a person. I'll tell you what, he can save everybody, but like they said this morning, before you get saved, you got to realize that you're lost. Amen. And Brother Rick always said, and he can save you without breaking a sweat. Amen. And that's the truth. Amen. That's what he came for, to seek and to save that which was lost. The Lord was on a mission. All, all them good things that he did, that's not why he came. He came and gave his life on Calvary so that we can all go to heaven. That's, that's what his mission was. That's why he came, so that we can escape that place called hell. Hell is a real place. And I can't think of anybody I want to see go to hell. We found favor in the eyes of God. Tell you what, the Lord watches over us when we don't even realize what the Lord has done. We was on our way to Tennessee. We got down there. Before we got down there, we pulled in here and got, went ahead and filled my car up. I was on about three-quarters of the tank, but I like to keep my tank pretty full because you never know what you're going to run into. Well, after we got that gas, 
We got down there, they had cones up on the road where there's black topping, and we seen this black smoke on top of the hill. And Addie and Linda said, where do you reckon that is? I said, it's probably where the black top in the road. We got up there, and there was a car in flames. I mean, it was in flames. And Linda says, don't go, don't go past it. I said, I'm not. So when they had the cones up, I just pulled my car over in the cones, drove one around it like a crazy person would do. Most people who went crazy would probably just stop there and waited for them to put the fire out. But I was on a mission. I was going to Tennessee one way or the other. But the Lord, you see, if I wouldn't have stopped and got that gas, who knows how close we would have been to whenever it might have just blown up or whatever. But I'll tell you what, God, sometimes we don't realize the things that God has shielded us from. Whenever maybe you forgot something from home on your way to work and you had to turn around or you had to go another way, God was protecting you from something. We don't know. But I know one thing. We found grace in the eyes of God. Praise his name. And right over in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22, it says, Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he were reviled, reviled not again, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously, who his own self bared our sins in his own body on a tree, that we being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you are healed. See, he didn't, he didn't come after the people that was driving the spikes in his hands. He, didn't, he wasn't out to get them. He wasn't going to get no revenge upon them. He knew the bitter cup that he had to drink. He did it for every one of us. He was doing God's will. It was God's plan. Jesus was just paying our sin debt. In full. That's the love. When God said in the beginning, let us make man in our own image. Jesus knew exactly what he was going to have to do. He knew we was going to fail him because we're only human. Flesh. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. And the flesh is weak. But I tell you what, Jesus, we can make it all the way. Long as we keep our hand in his hand, long as we follow him, don't take your eyes off the prize, but keep your eyes upon Jesus. Keep your hand, little hand in his big hand. We can make it all the way because we got to make it. There's people over there waiting for us. I can't wait to get there. Just to look around. Just to see what the Lord gave up. To come down here, to put on his so sinful flesh, all the glories that he had, sitting on the right hand side of the Father, the angels crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, throwing the crowns at his feet. He left all that behind. To come down here to pay my sin debt and to pay your sin debt. What greater love than this? That a man lay down his life. For his friends. By his stripes. We are healed. I tell you what. 
Jesus Christ, he's worthy of all praise and honor. Glory to his name. We can't praise him enough. You know, we get in the Bible and we read about these stories. I tell you what, we need to try to visualize it because it's full of truth. Amen. And it's full of real people. You know, we read about Peter and John and Matthew and all these prophets and Abraham and all these prophets and disciples and followers of Jesus. They're real people. Noah was a real man. The world was, had real people walking on it, just like they do today when the Lord destroyed this whole world. And I tell you what, he's coming back again. And he's going to destroy this whole world again with fire. For all those that's not ready to go, the lake of fire is waiting for you. But you've got to tell you what the good news is. You get right with God, he'll write your name down. In the Lamb's Book of Life. He's no respect as a person. He loves you whether you know it or not. All you got to do is accept it. I don't understand it. I'll say that till the day I die. I do not understand the love of God. Because it passes all understanding. I don't understand it. But I accept it. I accept the love of God. I accept Jesus Christ paying my sin debt. When I stand before God, he's not going to see me. He's going to see his son. He's going to see the blood that was shed on Calvary. He's going to look down and say, here's your name. Enter on in to the joys of the Lord. That's what I'm awaiting to hear. And once I hear that, look me up sometime if you can catch up with me. I'll be at the feet of Jesus, thanking him for his amazing grace. Once I get my mom out of the way to where I can get there, then I can get Brother Rick to move on, then maybe it'll be my time. But I tell you what, heaven's a real place. Well, real people's going. Amen. And I tell you, the longer I live, the more people I've been in church with, the more people I wash the Lord with, I tell you what, the more people I know that's in heaven, put your treasures up there. It's not a new gun, a new truck, a new home. That's not my treasure. My treasures are you all. That's what I want in heaven. That one day we can all be in heaven together. And we'll never have to say goodbye ever again. Amen. All because we follow Jesus. And we're in the book of John, chapter 14. Everybody knows that in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go away to prepare a place for you. That where I am, there you may be also. That's what you get if you follow Jesus. He said where I am... There you may be also. That's good enough for me. That's where I'm going. I'm going to follow him. If you're not following him, the altar is open. It's never, the altar is never closed. And it's never out of order to come to an altar prayer. We invite the lost to come.
But actually the Christian people is the ones paid for it. I believe the Christian people should use it. Because it's open. We invite the lost, but you know what? It's a good place to come just to talk to the Lord. It's never out of order. You know, we talked this morning about how, you know, we're weak. Like when somebody comes in the church or something, and, or somebody comes to the altar, you know, a lot of times we think, well, I don't know what they've done or what happened to that person, what they do. But really, we shouldn't think that way. What we ought to be, we ought to be kneeling down right beside of them and praying right along with them because we're God's family. We're all, like Brother Earl said, we're all headed for the same city. We're all on our way to heaven. And you know what? I have read the back of the book. We win. Amen. Amen. We won. Right now, we're in a heavenly place. Whenever we meet God, we're in a heavenly place. One of these days when he calls us home, whether we get to go in the rapture or whether we have to go by the way of the grave, it's all right. It's all good. He's got us. He loves us. He's not going to kick us out. He's going to be right there to help and greet us right on in. I can't wait to get there. So are you ready to go? If you're not ready to go as we stand and get a song, why don't you come and get ready? You've been listening to the Addison Free Will Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. You can find more information and explore our outreach ministries on our website at addisonfwbchurch.org. Thank you for listening.